It is 6.04. You are listening to NPR Illinois. I'm Michelle Ackles. Despite attempts by Republican lawmakers to save it, the Invest in Kids Act was allowed to sunset at the beginning of the year. Now parents and school administrators are facing uncertainty for what happens next. Cameron Coutinello has more. Jasmine De La Mora's two daughters used to go to public schools. But I did not like it. She didn't like the large class sizes or the environment there. So I decided to bring them to St. Francis of Rome. They both went on to attend Catholic high schools, and now De La Mora's eldest, the Eileen, is a freshman at Loyola University, Chicago. I mean, she loves it, and she says that it's thanks to her education that she received at St. Francis of Rome. De La Mora says she wouldn't have been able to afford her daughter's tuition without the help of investing kids. It's a scholarship program that gave students up to $13,000 in tuition aid. The money came from Illinois residents who donated to scholarship funds. That was Cameron Coutinello. Illinois could become the eighth state to eliminate its sub-minimum wage for tipped workers. That's $8.40 an hour. A legislative measure would require employers to pay staff in the state's full minimum wage, currently at $14 an hour. Audra Wilson heads the Shriver Center on Poverty Law. She says the sub-minimum wage isn't sustainable for service industry workers who rely on tips. We can't afford it. And, and the only way we can afford it is by, unfortunately, finding ways to do work, potentially, without servers. That was Mario Ponce, who owns three restaurants, and said the legislation is too much too soon. Chicago passed an ordinance last year that eliminates the sub-minimum wage by 2028. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has released its five-year agricultural census in a sign of further farm consolidation. The number of farms in the U.S. decreased while average size went up. Brad Summa directs the USDA Statistics Service in the Heartland region. We're just becoming more efficient, but that efficiency kind of comes at a cost. You know, to, to be a really big, large producing farm, there's a lot of overhead, and it's tough to break into that if you are a, uh, a new and beginning farmer. Along with fewer farms, the average age of farmers also increased to 58 in the newly released census. Summa says one positive sign of increasing efficiency is yields. The U.S. set a new record last year for corn production. It is 6.07. You are listening to NPR Illinois. It is 6.45. This is NPR Illinois. I'm Michelle Eccles. Thanks for joining us this morning. This morning we have Dominic Watson from the Springfield Project to talk about the state-designated cultural district for Southtown. And Dominic, first, for those who may be new to Springfield or not familiar with Southtown, what is that area considered? First, good morning, Michelle. Thanks for having us. And so Southtown is a historic business district and neighborhood that sits on Springfield in the, in the urban core of, uh, of East Springfield. So most would consider the district being 11th Street to MLK and then Cook Street over to South Grand. And when we talk about the state-designated cultural district, what did it take to get Southtown named as such a district? So we were fortunate enough to have the opportunity to apply for this designation to build upon the work that we were already doing over the past uh, nearly a decade here to really um, reignite um, the flame over in the Southtown and as a result, um, the greater Eastside community. And so 
we um, we submitted a, an extensive application, as with uh, most who were awarded and those who probably weren't awarded. And so we just put together a robust application. We had our team really dive into the, the disinvestment, the historic, um, the historic re- re- relevance of Southtown and um, all that we could accomplish moving forward if we were to get this designation. Now, with this designation, what does that do for you? I mean, it's not just a state designation, right? There's something more that comes along with it? Yeah, so there are dollars tied to it. So um, we, and along with other residents, businesses, and, um, and organizations within the boundaries, could apply for a pot th- this upcoming year of $3 million, um, and that's tailored to really um, drive economic development, as well as preserve the cultural identity of the, of the area. And then, you know, uh, the great part about this is a 10-year designation. So we'll be able to leverage that designation of, of the district and hopefully attract other resources into the area to revitalize the area. Because the, the main thing here is revitalizing and ensuring that the cultural identity of Southtown is maintained and we can st- tell a story for for um, years to come. Now, I imagine that in the application you talked about telling that story and how you hope to accomplish really highlighting the cultural aspects of Southtown. Talk to us a little bit. I know you've already started a lot of that work with CAP 1908 in that area, but talk to us a little bit about what you envision as the plan for doing that in the cultural district. Absolutely. As, as you know, CAP 1908 was, was birthed um, some years ago, and it includes three phases really of uh, at the intersection of 11th and South Rand. And we're, um, we're transitioning into phase two, which is the acquisition and redevelopment of Madison Furniture Store into a co-op. And so part of that co-op would be a shared kitchen and culinary incubator, as well as uh, corporate offices and telehealth component on the second floor, and then a rooftop dining experience on, on, the, on the rooftop there. And then the third phase of, of this um, comprehensive plan, which is CAP 1908, would be um, the acquisition of the old Southtown Empress Theater. And we could we'll convert that into a performing arts center with, um, with youth programming tied to the arts. And then to culminate all of that, um, we would also work with other business owners um, as well as homeowners in the area to revitalize the neighborhood that um, that is a comprehensive redevelopment plan called Southtown Forward. And so when you, those four phases um, are, are really what's anchored and rooted in our immediate plans for the area. And when you talk about things outside the, the original CAP 1908 kind of project, are there other specific areas within Southtown that people might recognize that, that you're talking about? Yeah, so for this particular cultural district, um, we look at each intersection, um, the South Grand 11th Street intersection, Cook Street and 11th, MLK and Cook Street, and then the historic intersection there that St. Pat and St. Martin de Porres sits on, which is South Grand and MLK. Very exciting. All of this is, uh, I just, w- I can't wait to see as this continues to develop and become um, the cultural district that you guys want it to be and that it that it should be. Um, thank you so much, Dominic Watson from the Springfield Project for joining us. And we want to keep in tune with you so we can see that the projects move along. Thank you, Michelle.
It is 6.50. You are listening to NPR Illinois. This is Morning Edition.